Daggers, aka Coach Rod, aka the Skill Doctor, here with another episode. And today we're talking about NBA free agency. Charlotte just made a big move. Atlanta is making big moves. The East is starting to really, really get recognized as a strong powerhouse now. It's not just the overbearing West no more. The East has something to say, especially the South. Let's get into the episode. Instead of re-signing to the Clips, he goes to the Lakers. So, yes, the NBA free agency has definitely, definitely has been staring up. And one another topic that I definitely, definitely want to get into, it may not be this episode, it may be the next episode, but it's definitely going to come soon. But um, is the college system broken?
heard the argument of why trade him when he's obligated, contractually obligated to play for them. So he just gonna have to stay pissed. And where do I stand in this? I definitely, definitely believe that. Of course, I agree with um, the latter when it comes to don't trade that man. He just gonna have to be pissed off. And I believe, I believe um, it's something deeper than that. I really believe that when they when they got rid of Mike D'Antoni and Dale Moore, James Harden do a fit. Cause let's be honest, they catered that system around James Harden. It would be no no beard, the beard, if it wasn't for Dale Moore and of course Mike D'Antoni, who supercharged his game. Now don't get me wrong, James Harden is an all-world talent. He did great things under Kevin McHale, but where him and Kevin bumped heads is when James Harden started showing that he was very, very ball dominant. So um, that's when, of course, you know, Kevin McHale uh, left and pretty much the Mike D'Antoni, James Harden era came in. Y'all want to know what's so, something that's funny? And uh, I heard this. I can't remember who said it, but I heard it. They said James Harden, best teammate out of the eight years that he played in Houston was Mike D'Antoni <laughs> and this couldn't be more true when it comes to the sense of let's look at let's look at like his his overall production from the time he came to Houston to the time that Mike D'Antoni pretty much left this year every single year he has took a huge step in scoring and people fail to realize not only did his scoring take a jump but his playmaking, he's a great playmaker. That's why I believe, like, James Harden, as great as he is, he doesn't utilize his whole entire skill set to uh, a, a, a sense of winning the championship. Yes, his style is great for the regular season. Yes, it's great for breaking records. He's the first player ever with a 60-point triple-double. It was amazing. I remember watching that game. It was, it was amazing. But in the playoffs, his style doesn't because one, he's so ball dominant. And two, he don't allow his, his teammates to make plays for him as well. Even though he's a great playmaker, like I said, coming off pick and roll, hitting the lob man, hitting that corner man, which, you know, we already know in the Mike D'Antoni system, he always going to have two shooters in each corner. And uh, most times, uh, another shooter on the strong side wing wherever James Harden is driving. playmaking like you can see he creates angle you see he's extremely patient and uh you have to be gifted to not only score 30 40 points but you people can't get eight assists willy-nilly like that comes from being skilled and understanding and like i said don't get me wrong he he supercharged that system like he supercharged he is steve nash on crack cocaine when it came to that system in Mike D'Antoni's system, but, but, like I've said, if James Harden was to utilize his whole entire skill set, which is playmaking, and playing a little bit more off the ball, um, not just sitting, standing on the wing, or, I've seen him stand at half court, like, come on, come on, James, you standing at half court, and somebody else have the ball, that's how you gonna play? I'm gonna finish this, I'm gonna finish this little rant, or whatever, 
Don't James Harden seems out of place in the All-Star games a lot of times because he can't dominate the ball as much. Like, when you look at James Harden in the All-Star game, and I really noticed it the year before last, that when he plays in the All-Star game, yes, he's a great player that's going to always be great, but he looks so out of place because he can't dominate the ball. And especially, um, yeah, last year, this past year, rather have the ball hand, ball in their hand. LeBron James or James Harden? I don't think that's really a, a trick question. And true basketball fans, hell, even a lot of casual fans will know, I would rather have the ball in LeBron James' hand the last five, ten minutes, of the last five minutes of the game, because I know LeBron is always a threat to score. He's going to create, he's going to create fouling opportunities. He's going to score. He's going to rebound. He's going to assist. He does more with, with and without the ball than James Harden. So I'm saying this all to say James Harden looks a lot out of place a lot of times when he plays with other great players. Maybe it's time for them to build a team that fits more of a team system than a James Harden system. And James Harden has to buy in. And if he don't, as tough as it is to say, to say from the podcast. It's easy to say with me sitting behind a desk with a mic in my hand. But sit him. Bench your superstar. Because if he don't want to do what he has to do to win at a high level and to be peaking at the right time for the playoffs, he says he wants to win a championship. If he wants to win a championship, a lot of times you're not going to win a championship your way. As Michael Jordan. He didn't want to run that, that triangle off
Barty. If you want to win a ring, you know, it's a lot of great scores. Same thing with Russell Westbrook. Look, look, you're aggressive. Look, we're going to have to uh, choke that leash on you sometimes. Sometimes we can't allow you to get out there and be with him and rah rah. Sometimes you need to be more disciplined and under control because your goal, like everybody say, which I know a lot of people be lying, my goal is to win a championship and become one of the best players ever. A lot of times after you get that taste of success, individual success, sometimes it's like a drug, man. People just like, you know what? Championship is great. Yeah, it'll solidify me as a legend. And people will always talk about what I've done. Blah, 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 blah. But, man, this money I'm getting from endorsements for averaging a triple-double for a whole season. Man, this money I'm getting from the Jordan brand for being so outspoken and championship ring is great but maybe you know if I get one cool but if not I'm gonna do it my way <laughs> you know but if you know if I'm the Houston Rockets I'm just gonna I'm just gonna hold them guys because at the end of the day I believe Dale Morey could work some magic because he's already have which we're gonna get into but um yeah man like people need to understand that me personally I'm not trading James Harden Russell Westbrook. I want to get rid of some assets. I might look into unloading PJ Tucker, unloading Eric Gordon, and um, getting some more solid pieces, players who can do a little bit more, players who can play make, players who can also score off the dribble and not just sit there and just watch James Harden and Russell Westbrook do their thing. Like, no, man. Like, I'm the Houston Rockets. That's what I'm going to do. And it may hurt me. It may hurt me in the short run, but I believe in the Establish a culture, but it would also help James Harden and honestly might prolong his career. You know, because he has a lot of mileage. He don't miss many games. That's one thing I love about James Harden and Russell Westbrook. They don't miss many games. They don't. They're 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 great at what they do, and they do it at a high level. And they if they can play, they're gonna play. But that's just my opinion. So I'm not trading him to the Brooklyn Nets. And something that I've heard. Just whispers. Um, maybe I'm just, you know, feeding, sipping that social media juice. But I've heard KD want James Harden and not Kyrie. Because Kyrie knows he's not going to be the second best player on the team. And if he goes to, if, let's say hypothetically, James Harden goes to Brooklyn, what's your pecking order? KD can play off the ball a little bit more, but where is KD more efficient, most 
rhythm, start playmaking, start knocking down shots, making plays for other teams. Now he starts moving off the ball. But me watching KD, KD likes to get into a rhythm. He needs touches early in the game so he can get, get in the rhythm. James Harden, very ball dominant. Dribble, 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 Hits it. Step back. Dribble, dribble, dribble. And you have Kyrie. What does Kyrie do? Dribble, 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 Crossover. Hits it. Step back. Hits it go. Up and under layup, fillet, finish. Now, yeah, they're great players. You know, they're great players, of course. But I'm not getting three of the same people on this that does the same thing on the same team. I'm not, it's just me. I'm sorry. I just can't do it. And I spent a little bit longer on this James Harden topic than I wanted to, but I just, maybe I need to vent a little bit. My bad, my bad, people. But yes, that's, that's just. But in more NBA news, this is not a rumor. This is 100% fact. And um, it hurt me for the simple fact because I love seeing players who love the game play the game. And I think we all can sympathize with Klay Thompson. Uh, these, past, <laughs> these past two years have been rough for him, man. Um, torn ACL in game, game six. Was it game six? Yeah, game six. NBA Finals, uh, the 2019 NBA Finals, towards ACL, and let me tell you, this is how you know someone just loved the game, like, love it, Klay Thompson, towards ACL, fell awkwardly, of course he didn't know at the time, you know, I'm pretty sure he was thinking it, but, you know, he didn't know at the time, so he's going back into the locker room, I'm pretty sure y'all remember this, he's going back into the locker room, walking back. So he hears somebody say out in the um, off of the bench, yo Clay, if you don't shoot these free throws, you're not coming back. You can't come back and play. Clay Thompson literally turns around and says, "Forget it," and runs out there and shoots his two free throws. We don't see you don't see that from you only see that from very very special players and players who love the game. I like Kobe Bryant, even AI. You know, falling. Murdered by Shaq in the paint, getting up. I know he hurt. Knocking down free throws, still playing. Clay Thompson, same thing, still playing. You know, as much as much as people like to uh, bash Steph Curry, rolls his ankle, tighten his shoes up, still playing. Kyrie Irving, same thing. As much as I bash him, but you can tell certain players are built different, and certain players just love to play basketball. If you paid everybody the same salary in the NBA, they'll be satisfied because they'll just be like, bro, I get to make a oh, excuse me. I get to make a living off of basketball. And Clay Thompson, of course, has been reported. He tore his ACL. Like I said, he tore his ACL in uh, the finals of 2019. And now it's reported it's a clean Achilles tear. would have been playing 
Clay would have been able to enter the season healthy with a healthy Steph Curry, healthy and rested Steph Curry, with a Draymond Green, with a James Wiseman, with a Kelly Oubre, with a with a Andrew Wiggins, with a uh, Eric Pascal, with a Jordan Poole. Like that team was trending to be younger, but their foundation pieces were still there, which is of course Draymond, Steph, Clay. Now I'm not gonna be like everybody else who. Steph Curry has to. He this is this is his year to prove that if he's one of the best players to ever play this game, he has to carry his team to the playoffs. Like he got to carry a team that's not good. He got to be the catalyst because Russell Westbrook did it, James Harden did it, LeBron did it, Steph Curry did it too. But of course, we understand that this game was more catered to Steph Curry, especially in this era, because he changed the way basketball's been playing with his shooting. A lot of people should thank Steph Curry, not only LeBron, but Steph Curry for huge paydays because a lot of these fools that can't even do, be a poor man's version of him are getting paid. But I'm not going to be in the, in the category of these people who are who hound him, but they're going to make the playoffs. So people need to stop saying that Golden State may not make the playoffs. They're going to make the playoffs. And let me tell you something, they're going to be a top four seed. I give them four at the worst. I give them four at the worst. Because you got L.A., you have L.A., Denver, Dallas made some moves in free agency, so I believe they're going to be great. And the Golden State Warriors. Why I do not have the Denver Nuggets in that top four or the Portland Trailblazers is because one of two things. Portland, Portland, believe they're good but Golden State has always had their number and of course I just I don't know I just feel like Golden State like not Golden State I'm sorry Portland is missing something I don't know what they're missing but they're missing something that's going to keep them from taking that next step like closest they got was that 2019 season yeah you know you ran into the Golden State Warriors nothing you can do about that man like KD KD list or not, they're still the Golden State Warriors. They still the two-time champions. Um, and uh, yeah, so I have them. Of course, Denver lost Draymond Grant. Jeremy Grant. I think I said that right. But they lost Grant to Detroit. They also lost Mason Plumlee to Detroit. So they lost a couple key pieces. They may lose Paul Millsap. to other free agency news because um yeah I, I i spend a little bit of time a little too much time on these uh rumors spend almost 25 30 minutes on them and, you know that's not like me but you know i miss y'all man i miss y'all thank y'all for tuning in <laughs> to the podcast like i miss y'all man um, but yeah i just had to say that because you know i just want to know y'all let y'all know y'all appreciate it Appreciate y'all for real for everybody who still stay in, for anybody who repeat an old episode or anything like that. Yeah, y'all appreciate it. But 
Now, let's get into the real free agency. Like, man, I would get into the draft, but I just really want to get into free agency because the free agency has been, man, the roof is on fire. The roof, the roof is on fire in the NBA. And this is why I kind of love the NBA offseason. And I want to thank LeBron 2010 for doing this because before that, free agency, as far as offseason, really wasn't no, no noise being created. LeBron started this when, of course, he announced that he wanted to go to Miami. And ever since then, it's been an uptrend in coverage for NBA free agency. But um, with that being said, man, uh, yo, I have to say, now I stay in Atlanta. I live in Atlanta. I'm from Carolina, but I stay in Atlanta. So, of course, I'm extremely happy about what both them teams did. Especially because I really believe that John Collin, of course, he's let it known he wants to be um, he wants to get a max. And I don't believe he's a max player. He's a great young player, big, athletic, can shoot a little bit. But I believe Atlanta is the best fit for him, man, because of course he can catch hoops. He got Trey Young. Unless he go to a contender, yeah, I believe like John Collins should stay here, man. I really do. But I can't tell a player. I can't tell no man how to got dog on around his household, and I can't tell a man how to eat. Because you get the opportunity to make a max contract, go ahead and get it. I don't believe he's a max contract player. He's a great player, good player, but not a great player. He ain't going to change the... To me, this is what max contract is. When you're talking about people who should deserve a max contract, it's bar none undeniable. When they, when If they stay or if they leave, does they do they change the culture that is what a max contract player is to me because at the end of the day yes it's even some role players that okay and when i say role players i mean like number twos on the verge of being number one a james Harden, a russell westbrook a anthony davis those are those are max players that aren't number one but when they go somewhere they want to change the culture of your I love the moves Atlanta made. Uh, they signed Chris Duhon, which is a, a very uh, young, long, athletic uh, guard. I ain't going to necessarily call him a point guard. He's more of a combo, someone who can score. 
score. Yes, he he can run the point guard, but he's an athletic guard, and I believe he can pick up some of the efficiency that Trey Young lacks on on defense when they're in the game together. Chris Dunn is going to play that other other scoring guard. He's going to guard that, and they're going to try and hide. Uh, I almost said Steph Curry, Trey Young, and use him almost like a Steph Curry. They picked him up for two years, two million, uh, two years, ten million dollars, and I think he has a player option in the second year. Yes, a player option in the second year, um, as I'm looking right now. So yes, Chris Dunn, and uh, I believe now Danilo Garnari. Yes, they signed him three years, sixty-one million, something like that. Three years, sixty-one point five million dollars. Um, great pickup. Great. They finally got some shooting on the perimeter. Um, they got a vet, a savvy vet, someone who um, is in the win-now mode, who wants to make a run in the playoffs, and I believe he can, especially in the East. But this is the pickup that really changed the game for me with Atlanta. It took them to, with Delanari De guard, with Chris Dunn. With Delanari De signing and Chris Dunn signing, it was like, okay, they're a six, seven seed at best. To maybe the top five best in the East is when they signed Rajah Rondo. Literally within three hours ago of me recording this video. Um, Rajah Rondo, man, is such a game changer and I believe he's so underrated for how good of a leader and a coach and a vet, coach on the floor and a vet he is. Like, you can say Rajah Rondo was the third best player on the Lakers championship run this past year. KCP added some good minutes, but Rajah Rondo was a key factor. Whenever Rajah was in the game, you immediately saw how the game changed and how he was so much more effective, and he took the ball out of LeBron's hands a lot, which gave LeBron more room to do damage off the ball, because LeBron is a great off-the-ball slasher, so you know, people, Rondo can't shoot. Rondo would lighten him up in the finals. He was pulling, you know, smart enough to understand, you know, I can shoot, yes, I can shoot, I can make some shots, I can make them at a, a, a respectable rate, but I don't want to, but for us to win this finals game, I'm going to shoot more, I'm going to create more space for you, AD, I'm going to create more space for you, LeBron James, so, Rajah Rondo, man, is such a great pickup, man, like, I love that pickup, and whenever, hopefully, God willing, with this COVID stuff passing through, we're able to, to go back to games. I will be tuned in to the Atlanta games and I will be going to I'm, I'm going to go to both Atlanta versus uh, Charlotte games. I definitely going to do that. If, if we're not playing and God willing, I will be going to both Atlanta and versus the Charlotte game. And with that being said, let's talk about the Charlotte Hornets. So, the Charlotte Hornets, of course, drafted. Uh, they drafted LaMelo Ball and I believe this is Jordan's greatest pickup since he's been an owner of the Charlotte, what was known then as the Bobcats. I'm sorry, second greatest, because I'm not going to disrespect Kimball Walker like that. Uh, and I love Kimball. But um, I believe this is going to change his franchise, because I believe LaMelo is a generational talent. 
stuff he don't understand how to answer. Like, you got to give a kid, a kid, time to grow. So, I'm not going to knock him for, you know, he's, you know, rumors around the league why he dropped to number three. But it's because it's interview and he seems immature. Yeah, he's immature. He's goofy. He reminds me a lot of, like, a Gilbert Arenas type. Just goofy all the time. (laughs) You know, almost seems like he don't take anything serious. But when it's time to play, when the balls roll out, and it's time to play, LaMelo is one of the greatest talents of this draft. Probably in the last five years. I believe Anthony Edwards is going to be a great player. I believe James Wiseman is going to be a great player. I believe Obi Toppin is going to be a great player. But the player that is going to be the best out of this draft, I believe, is LaMelo Ball. So I believe all the chances that Lonzo and all the gambles that Lonzo should have took, LaMelo will take them. So with that being said, I believe LaMelo, of course, is going to be he, he might win rookie of the year. He might win rookie of the year. So I wouldn't be surprised if he do. But yeah. So, of course, uh, Charlotte drafted LaMelo. But here's the, the crazy pickup. So I got to confirm this for sure. Uh, but I already confirmed, we already know because it's, it's breaking news on everywhere. Gordon, Herdworth, uh, Gordon Hayworth has signed a four year.
the jump. They took the jump. Yes, they had some some war wounds. They had to lick their wounds a lot. But Jason Taylor and Jalen Brown, both of them, took a jump that I didn't think we knew it was coming, but we didn't know it was coming this soon. And with that jump that they took, I believe it kicked Gordon Hayward down in pecking order. And then, of course, the signing of Kimball Walker, which is a great pickup for them. Uh, yeah, that, that put them in a sport option. And how, how do you expect to be successful when, when you're, you have number one, number two? Well, number two. I believe he's a great number two on the championship team. But he can be a number one. coach, your old college coach doesn't put you in positions that make you most successful now of course I've been seeing memes of when he missed that wide booty butt naked open layup but let's not let's not make one mishap uh, a player's career or how their career has been going Gordon Hayward is a great is an excellent pickup I love a pickup for Charlotte and I believe that puts them in playoff contention I believe there's no doubt it was a six, seven, maybe even a five, fifth seed because I believe Atlanta took a jump. Milwaukee took a jump. But this thing with Milwaukee, and this is the thing that kind of tripped me out with them. So, of course, they traded for Drew Holiday, traded Eric Bledsoe and George Hill, a couple of picks, three picks, three first-round picks for Drew Holiday. Some people say it's overpriced. I don't believe so because I believe Drew Holiday is not only underrated, but I believe Drew Holiday is an A-plus player. You know, a lot of people call him a B, a high C-plus player. Drew Holiday is an A-plus player. He does everything. People must forget, he led that Philadelphia team uh, when they played Derrick Rose. D. Rose got hurt, but he led that Philadelphia team to the playoffs, and he was a rookie. Y'all must forgot that. But because he's been playing in New Orleans in a small market, seen by a lot of casual fans and people who really don't know basketball or play basketball like as they say a hooper hooper people are gonna always sleep on that little uh, Drew Holiday deal so I believe they did what they had to to get him and uh, I believe that is enough for Giannis to stay so but the thing that tripped me out was Bogdan Bogdanovich quote-unquote sign and trade so let's break this down Bogdan Bogdanovich them in Sacramento I guess had a handshake deal that they were going to trade Bogdan Bogdanovich for a cash exceptions pick can't remember the exact deal because but you don't understand why I don't remember the exact deal because of what happened so they does a sign and trade this is before free agency, a day before free agency, so it's already NBA already like tempered, you know, but they ain't saying that. So Bogdan, <laughs> he puts out, I'm expecting 18 million dollars at minimum from a team, and I'm going to enter for 
unrestricted free agency. So I'm confused. A signing trade is when Sacramento sign a player to an extension and then trade him, right? Commit, sign and trade. What did Milwaukee have mixed up with the sign and trade as far as, hey, and shouldn't they, if they're going to tamper, you might as well just go all in because you're going to get fined. Hey, Bogdan, are you willing to sign and stay for an extension if we make a trade for you? If he say, cool, all right, let's pull the trigger. If he say, nah, I want to test my restricted free agency, I want to see how much money I can get in the market, or, you know, I want to go to, I want to stay in the West, I want to go down South, I want to, you know, do what I do. Let you go, player. Oh, it was for uh, the guy from Philadelphia. That's what it was training for. But yeah, I know that was random. But um, yeah, man, like, why would you, why would you, Milwaukee, why would you do that? Because now you're going to get fined. So, and you're going to lose some money. Because why not just go all out with what you were supposed to do? That's just my opinion. So, but yeah, so that was a mishap. But I believe that was keeping Milwaukee Bucks still on top. They'll be number one in the East because they're a great regular season team. But it is not the pickup or the the players that Milwaukee needs because I believe they have enough players. I believe they have, they still have some good shooting. I believe they still have an anchor and a superstar if he decides to stay, which I believe he will. second, third option, which, you know, hey, he's a good player still, I don't care what nobody say, he's still an all-star level talent, but it, it is totally up to the coach, I believe the coach needs to make a change, he can't play one way the whole entire season, he has to try things, because he did the same thing in Atlanta, people remember, like I said, I'm from Atlanta, so I remember those runs, I remember when they was in the first they play one way the whole entire season. So when teams changed it up in the playoffs and forced them to, all right, y'all gonna have to run y'all offense and y'all gonna have to execute. A lot of the offense was in Atlanta, get the ball to Jeff T, let him go. Get the ball to Dennis Schroeder, let him go. So, and y'all create for others off the dribble, pick and roll, everybody stand still and look. them more, you're going to have to put them in the post, you're going to have to run them off, off curl screens, off down screens, where you can catch the ball on the move, and the defense can't sit and just look, and just really just turn and just take a step over and stop your offense, so I believe it's completely up to Mike Budenholzer, he, he needs to make a drastic change if he wants to be considered as a great coach, he is a great offensive coach, he is a great regular season coach, he is in the same category supercharge your stats in the regular season but who cannot win it when you have to make adjustments and that's the one thing I do not see with Mike Budenholzer, Mike D'Antoni is they do not make adjustments in the playoffs and therefore their team always get caught with a loss so it's up to Mike Budenholzer if it's up to Mike Budenholzer if the Milwaukee Bucks want to keep Giannis Antetokounmpo it's up to Mike Budenholzer it's not up to the players you have because you have the players, you have the team. It's completely up to Mike Budenholzer. So if he don't make the change, you're going to end up being 
had to, uh, I still have Milwaukee on top. Um, I got Brooklyn. So this is my pre-prediction for the playoffs, the NBA, off of just signing right now in the East. I have Milwaukee Bucks at number one, Brooklyn Nets at number two, Boston Celtics at number three. I have the, the Atlanta Hawks at number four. surprised if Detroit get in there. Detroit has been making some solid moves, you know, to be competitive. And, you know, I, we know for a fact now that the LA Lakers are not getting Larry Rose because they signed Dennis Schroeder. But, um, I believe Detroit can get in there. They can sneak in there. I believe Detroit can sneak in there. Um, but, like I said, I got Milwaukee, New York, um, Brooklyn, Boston, Miami, Atlanta, Charlotte, Orlando, and the Detroit Pistons. That is my eight for the East. It can change. I'm just, you know, I'm just shooting blanks in the air right now. You know, it may change tomorrow, but that's far as just what I see now. And I don't see. Tell me what y'all think, man. What y'all think? Because I don't see Yeah, I believe my list. My list is solid. Milwaukee Bucks, Brooklyn Nets, Boston Celtics, Miami Heat, Atlanta Hawks, Charlotte Hornets, Orlando Magic, and the Detroit Pistons. That's my eight. Hey, that's what it is. But yes, of course, we went over the East, and I don't want to keep this podcast too long. I want to keep it a little short. Um, that way we can still definitely, definitely talk. couple weeks away from the NBA season. We're about three weeks away from the NBA season. And, uh, yeah. So, it's definitely going to be some news. I'm definitely going to go over some old news. I'm definitely going to go over some rumors that I've been hearing. And, um, yeah, man. So, I want to thank y'all so much for tuning into the podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to all podcasts that we're all our Don't forget to subscribe where all podcasts are Don't forget to subscribe to any of that. Don't forget to give me a five-star rating or a one-star rating. It don't matter. Rate, because either way it goes, it, it, it helps me to improve and shows me where I need to improve. So don't forget to do that. And definitely don't forget to write a review. And I want to thank y'all. If y'all made it this far, I want to thank y'all. I want to tell y'all I love y'all. I thank y'all. And I'm definitely, definitely back and bringing way more, way more. Thank y'all, and I will see y'all soon. Skilled out.